Hey, and welcome to episode 81 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast, our first for 2021. We're going to talk all about lessons from the roof today, which is lessons that I learned while painting on my rooftop. Stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. So hey, and welcome to this first episode of 2021. I hope you're doing really good. I want to talk today a little bit about some lessons that I learned from the roof. So you might follow me over on Instagram, maybe you watch my stories, maybe you don't. Um, But if you do, you might have seen during the weekend that I spent a lot of time up on my roof painting the weatherboards. We've got sort of these small sections of weatherboard on the top of our house and they used to be yellow and they've been yellow for as long as we've lived here, which is about eight years. And we've been in this big, long process of getting everything sort of fixed and changed and um, replacing lots of rotten wood and you know, doing all the the home improvement stuff. And finally, it was at the point where we could paint these weatherboards and turn them from yellow to this, it's called camel train, just this nice neutral color. Anyway, I spent a lot of time up on the roof painting. And as I am wont to do, I couldn't help but kind of draw some parallels between what I was noticing as I was painting and, you know, other human stuff. Um, And so I'm going to kind of relay some of the, you know, quote unquote lessons that I learned from the roof and how they might apply to our movement practice, our mindfulness practice and all that good stuff. So the first lesson that I learned on the roof is that motivation might get you started, but it certainly won't keep you going. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of just happened to be the case that we started this painting in the new year. Um, That was just how the timing worked out. It wasn't a New Year's resolution or anything like that. Um, But yesterday when I got up on the roof to do the first coat, I was feeling pretty motivated. You know, it was something different to do. I was really motivated to turn this, you know, boards from yellow to, you know, beige. Um, And I was feeling great about it. I will tell you without any hesitation that that motivation did not last. It did not last. It didn't last the whole day. It didn't last, certainly didn't, you know, move me into the second day of painting. The second day I didn't want to get up on the roof at all. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. And, but I wanted the outcome. And so that leads me to, well, no, let's, let's stay here for a second. I was going to say that leads me to the next lesson. But what I want to point out is that this is true for our movement practice. This is true for anything where we're kind of like, I want to do this thing. And then we wonder why we keep not showing up for it. And oftentimes it's because, you know, motivation makes things easier because we want to do it. But like you've probably heard me say before, motivation just isn't something that we can rely on because it is just as quick to leave the building as it is to come back. And so, you know, motivation might get you started, especially in a new year like this, right? You might be like, yes, I am motivated to make 2021 
look, you know, this way. But the motivation wears off because, you know, suddenly it feels hard. Suddenly we have to make the choice to do that thing instead of watch Netflix, whatever it might be. It it doesn't sustain us. And so, you know, we know when it comes to a movement practice, motivation might get you started, but it sure as heck is not going to keep you coming back for more. And so we have to have something different than motivation. And that's going to lead me to the second thing I learned on the rooftop. The reason that I wanted to change the color of this, you know, these weatherboards from yellow to camel (laughs) was because I wanted the outcome, right? Like I wanted that feeling of arriving in my driveway to a house that looked crisp and clean and not yellow. I didn't want the act of painting. You can be sure about that. I wanted the outcome. I wanted what I believed that would give me in the end. And again, this is the same as in our movement practice. Most of us don't do yoga because we are after something to do. Most of us do yoga or whatever other mindful movement practice you engage in because we want the way that it makes us feel. We want the outcome of that thing. We want to feel stronger or we want to feel calmer or we want to feel more flexible or we want to, you know, insert desire here. So it's not about the act itself for most of us. It's about the way that we think it's going to make us feel. And, you know, I can report that seeing those boards turn from yellow to camel under my, you know, paintbrush was incredibly satisfying. It wasn't always fun though. I didn't really enjoy the process. I did some of the time actually. It was quite peaceful up there, but you know, it wasn't like the whole time I'm like, this is wonderful and amazing and awesome. And I'm so happy I'm doing this because the act itself is pleasurable, but I really wanted the outcome. I really wanted to see the transformation. And it's the same on the yoga mat. There are days that I do not want to do any movement but I know that I want the way that that movement is going to make me feel either in the moment that I'm doing it or later on. And so knowing like why we're showing up is so important. If I just went up on the roof to paint just for the act of painting, mm, uh, you know, like, no, thank you. Just like it's going to be hard to return yourself to the yoga mat time after time after time, because I promise you, you will not always feel like it. I promise you. (laughs) Like even if you love it, you will not always feel like it. And so knowing, or, or, you know, you might feel like it, but you might kind of be pulled away from it by all the other things on your list of things to do. And so understanding like, why are you showing up? What is it going to give you in terms of a feeling state or an outcome can be really helpful because as we learned in lesson one, motivation is not going to sustain you. So having this other thing will. Like on the roof, I really wanted to stop halfway. But if I stopped halfway, I knew that when I got down, it was going to be half yellow and half camel. And that would not be acceptable to me. And so motivation got me started. And then the desire for the outcome kept me there and got me back up the next day, right? Third little lesson is the way that when I was painting, like, so to give a bit of context, some of the sections of weatherboard, there's like, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six sections of weatherboard. And I just painted one of them. My husband did the other bits on the ladder. And um, 
the, the expanse that I was painting was the biggest part, right? It was the biggest sort of frontage in the house. And, oh, I'll tell you what, when I was doing the little bits of like cutting in around the edges and those first few <laughs> strokes, it felt so insignificant. It felt like every little stroke was an absolute waste of time because it didn't feel like I could see how it would all come together. Like it just felt so expansive in, in its breadth of, you know, how many how many strokes it was going to require that it was like, oh, it was a little bit overwhelming. But each of those paint strokes contributed to, you know, the whole project overall. I couldn't have finished without 65 million <laughs> strokes of that paintbrush. And it can often feel the same with movement. And we, you know, if you've been listening to me or, you know, following me on, on social media, you'll know that I'm really big on movement snacks and being responsive to our body. And this is kind of the same thing because oftentimes we won't do anything if we think it's too insignificant. If we think that, you know, oh, but I've only got five minutes, so I won't do anything, it won't count. Or I've only got 15 minutes or I just did that one stretch or I just did this one thing and we think, nah, it doesn't count. But when we look at, you know, like if you take the step back and you look at the big picture, you recognize that all of those little moments add up and they contribute to that bigger goal or that bigger picture or that bigger desire for the outcome that you're seeking. And so if you're moving because you want to feel well, if you're moving as a way to manage tension, to feel connected, to feel strong, everything counts. All of those little moments count and they add up to this bigger picture that maybe we don't see in the moment of those smaller acts. All right. That was three things, I think. Um, I'm going to share one more. There was a whole bunch. It's amazing. I actually didn't listen to really anything. I listened to one podcast episode while I was up there and I was up there for hours. Um, I actually realized how much I just enjoyed this, the quiet. I could sort of hear the noises of the neighborhood and we have lots of kookaburras around. So I heard lots of kookaburras laughing and um, lots of complaints from my children down on ground floor saying, how much longer are you going to be? Um, but I really enjoyed enjoyed the quiet. Um, I'm not really sure why I was just sharing that. But anyway, um, the last lesson that I want to share with you is that part of me didn't want to go up onto the roof because what I was really scared of was coming down. I had no problem climbing the ladder to get up there. And we have these like roof guards on the, on the roof because we had a whole bunch of roof stuff done as well before the painting. And, um, so I knew that I was good going up, like, and I felt really safe up there because we had these guards and, and I felt, you know, safe coming down though. I was like, I spent a little bit of time thinking about how I was going to get down before I did it because I was nervous. You know, I don't know why it was just coming down was nerve wracking to me. And I was thinking about how I would have missed out on the opportunity to do it at all if I had let what was kind of in the future stop me from from just going for it and, and getting up there and getting it done. Um, and, you know, I was obviously fine and I was I knew that I was going to be fine the whole time. But I thought how many times do we perhaps miss out on things and opportunities because we're not afraid of like what's there, you know, for us to deal with in the moment, but we're kind of afraid of what might be coming down the track. And when I was sort of writing a few notes for this episode, I was thinking, how do how does this relate to movement? 
And I think in some ways, oftentimes what we are afraid of when we're starting a movement practice or continuing on with a movement practice is we're kind of afraid that one day we'll stop or that we will inevitably prove that we will let ourselves down. And I think that, you know, that we won't be perfect or that we won't always show up or that we, I don't know, like that kind of vibe of just sort of being afraid of of what might come later. And we're not necessarily afraid of the outcome, I don't think, because we all know the outcome that we're looking for. But I think we often are like afraid that we won't be good or we're afraid that like what happens when I um, fall off the wagon and I stop coming or whatever. And those fears can stop us from even getting started. And I mean, we all do it, but it's sort of like really interesting to think about that in that context because you know what? Yeah, you probably will stop doing it at some point and you'll do something else. And yes, there are going to be days where you head onto your yoga mat or you go to that class and you feel so awkward and you feel like you don't know what you're doing and you feel disconnected and you feel scattered and you feel like you can't, you know, slow your mind down. You feel like you can't concentrate. It guaranteed that that's going to happen at some point. But we all can just kind of like keep moving forward from where we are, practice that self-kindness, practice that self-compassion to keep choosing in the direction of ourselves. So I don't know, I feel like that last one, the, the link between um, the rooftop musing and and the movement lesson is perhaps a little bit more tenuous, but hopefully that makes some sense. And of course, you know, bonus fifth lesson is that sometimes getting a, a higher perspective, a bigger kind of um, bird's eye view of things can be really worthwhile. And so zooming out and really asking yourself, you know, what is it that I want? What is it that I want to feel? Um, because I think sometimes we can get really stuck in thinking about our movement practice and our mindfulness practice as being these tasks that need to be ticked off. You know, go to this class, download that video, um, do this meditation. And whilst, of course, we need action steps, like we need things to do, otherwise, you know, we're just thinking about stuff, we're not actually doing anything. I think sometimes we can lose sight of why we're doing those things in the first place. And so reminding yourself, and this really goes back to that, you know, second lesson that we talked about of we have to sort of know what the outcome is that we're seeking or not even an outcome because it's not not finite. Like there's no destination when it's a movement practice. It's um, always a bit of a moving feast. But understanding like what is it that you want to feel so that it's not just about ticking the action items off the list but understanding what is it that you want to do that for anyway because that is going to help you keep showing up time and time again. So that's it, my lessons from the rooftop. I can report that while I'm recording this, my husband is doing the last little section of roof and then it will be done. I cannot describe the feeling of accomplishment that that has brought because, as I said, this has been an eight-year-in-the-making project and it feels so great to have it done. So I hope that you are doing really well. As I mentioned, this is our first episode for 2021, which you obviously can see. Um, and I just want to remind you that if you are looking for support in your movement practice, there's a couple of ways that you can work with me. So I have the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is an online membership um, 
studio. I'm working on the timetable for 2021 at the moment and there's going to be a lot more variety for our live stream classes within the studio for the the year ahead. Um, But there's also a comprehensive video library as well so that you can use the videos on demand. So it's a nice little hybrid of live stream classes if you want to be live, um, library classes if you prefer to do it in your own time, monthly master classes and more. Um, the other way that you can work with me is one-on-one. So if you've got some really specific sort of movement, um, chronic tension goals that you want to work with, if there's sort of things that are really specific to you and you're like, I need more than just a class, I need um, eyes on me and I, I want to really work through some of my own challenges, um, then working with me one-on-one might be the way to go. Um, my Mindful Movement Studio members actually get 40% off my one-on-one rate. Um, so that is worth considering too. But if you want to find out more about any of the ways of working with me, head over to the website. It's ericawebyoga.com.au. Um, you can always send me an email that way, or you can come over and find me on social media and ask any questions that you might have as well. I'm at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And I absolutely love hearing from you because, uh, you know, podcasting is kind of one-sided and I would love to know how you're doing and if you have any questions. And of course, if you have any requests for podcast episodes for this year, um, I'd love to hear those too. All right. Keep being kind to yourself and I'll see you again, talk to you again really soon. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.